Hello, hello. I'm Dr. Krista Glover, host and creator of Come Find Rest. This is a podcast for overfunctioning, high achieving, burned out women who desperately long to be still. It's actually our birthday month. We launched this podcast last January. And 30 episodes later, I'd like to think we've started to build a nice little community. A community of people who were specifically invited in Matthew 11, the weary and heavy laden. People who are tired, worn out, and burned out, but who are actively seeking to flow in the rhythm of God's grace for their life. If that's you, then welcome. I'm so glad you found us. For this year, we're breaking free from the seasonal structure we had when we started. We'll still have collections of episodes with built-in breaks throughout the year. After all, I think it's just as important to model rest as it is to talk about it. It just makes no sense to me to crank out endless content to the point of exhaustion when our entire purpose is to promote ease and stillness for one's soul. But instead of grouping our talks into seasons, we'll just keep it open-ended, but all themed around finding rest in daily life. So pull up a seat, exhale, and come find rest. In thinking about this podcast and all of my work, most of what I create comes out of what I needed but couldn't find. You know, for years, I was a busy, single working professional, a therapist, an educator. And most of what I did was create therapeutic space for people to heal. Today, I continue to do that professional work. I just now also have a family and a household. And often, what I do for my loved ones is make home a respite. I make it a habitable place to recover from life. And you know what? That's pretty dope of me, if I can toot my own horn for a second. To take part in that beautiful, sacred work of being a lighthouse and a resting place for others. It's not just me, though. It's you, too. If you light someone's way and give them nourishment for their journey, you are a healer, too. And I thank God for you. The world really needs us. It's just that sometimes it can feel like, what about me? (laughs) You know, I need to be recharged in regular intervals, too. And it's true. So for the next few episodes, I wanted to share some of my favorite healing practices. First up is yoga. Now, many of you know I'm a Christian, and you might wonder, can Christians do yoga? Honestly, anytime the question comes up, can Christians do this or that, my short answer is usually yes. I believe God is bigger than any ritual, religion, or spiritual practice. And believers have freedom. We don't have to fear all the stuff that we fear. We bring the Holy Spirit and the presence of Christ to everything we do. So if you come with light, you don't have to fear the dark. So just my super brief take, I'm not here to debate all sides of the issue. But if you are curious and have questions, I encourage you to explore the thoughts of Caroline Williams. She is a Christian and a yogi. And I'm relatively new to her work, but from what I've heard, she offers a really sound rationale for how yoga is not only permissible for Christians, but it can deepen your worship of the Lord. So 
That's that. Brief little caveat. Now back to yoga itself. What is it exactly? Well, yoga is a Sanskrit word that means to yoke or unite. It dates back thousands of years. The purpose is to bring together mind, body, and spirit. Often we live so fragmented. Yoga is a unifying lifestyle practice that brings all our parts into harmony. It brings us back home to ourselves. Now, a common reason Westerners try yoga is for stress relief. And honestly, that's how I found it too initially. It was a little over 10 years ago, and I was already facing grad school and early career burnout. Not only that, just all the demands of launching into full independence in adulthood. It was stressful, and I needed an outlet to downgrade my nervous system. In the course of time, I became less consistent, but then revisited yoga again during a heartbreak. I grabbed hold of several fitness formats at that time just to physically move through my pain. And then again, more recently, I resumed it when the stress of leading a household and just holding it down as everyone's go-to got overwhelming. Now you might hear these and think, these are all just normal life transitions. Exactly. And that's precisely the thing. Even normal life stuff can feel overwhelming and even traumatic. If we don't make it a habit of processing our feelings and moving through our experiences. A lot of times, the issues of life make us hold our breath. We learn to brace for the discomfort of the next moment. Yoga teaches us to stay in the moment and breathe, that it is safe to breathe. If you've never taken a yoga class before, you usually start with an intention. This is simply a mental focus for your practice. It's a goal of sorts, or something you hope to gain. You might choose something like, I'm going to stay in the present moment, or I'm going to open my heart, or I'm going to just let it all go. And as you move throughout the practice and throughout the postures, you revisit that intention. Another part of yoga, as I see it, is that the movement becomes a metaphor. What you practice on the mat are principles you'll need for real life. For example, yoga teaches us to breathe through discomfort, to soften in the areas we notice tension and hardness, to notice with curiosity rather than judgment, to balance stillness and movement. Some yoga is designed to be vigorous and get your blood flowing. And other styles create intensity by holding postures for several minutes. Either way, you condition your body to adapt in all circumstances, trusting its innate wisdom. So you can see, in that way, yoga is so much more than the asanas, the physical postures and the pranayamas, the breath work. Those are just the beginning. Perhaps you can see it as the equivalent to giving your life to Christ, and then you start praying. That's awesome. Great start. 
Just also recognize that lifestyle learning and discipleship have to take place. There are certain principles to live by and conduct that should shape your life. If you're serious about yoga, you don't get off the mat and then go body shame yourself or binge eat or drink or yell at your family or run and gossip about someone. If you do, you catch yourself quickly and redirect. It's not about perfection and flexibility or in conduct. It's about being continually transformed, ever growing, ever evolving, ever increasing in the knowledge of God and knowledge of yourself. That does it. We overviewed the healing practice of yoga. I encourage you, give it a try. Or if you used to practice, consider resuming it. You don't even need an in-person class. YouTube is a great resource. You can find flows based on length of time or specific to certain physical conditions or emotional states. There is something for everybody. I encourage you start small, maybe just 10 minutes a day, a couple of times a week. Decide if you are a morning, midday, or evening yogi. And don't forget to set your intention. For today's practice, I'm going to come home to myself and trust God to meet me and restore me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, remember, this moment is good.